Wow, wasn't that awesome? Yeah. We got a little boogie-woogie beat, uh, blues beat on the bass. <clears throat> Can everybody hear me fine? Uh, yeah, a little boogie-woogie beat. I like that. Good job, Stanley. Good job to everybody. <laughs> well, question for you to start off. I feel like uh, asking a, uh, a skill quiz question first thing. So what, what, was, uh, what was the main theme in all the songs we sang? What was it? Jesus, it was. Um, they sang a song that says, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. They sang, uh, your name cannot be overcome. And they sang, what a beautiful name. I love that song. And I'm just going to read uh, a couple things from it. Because I think it's worthwhile. And it's going to go along with my message. But it says, what a beautiful name. The name of Jesus. And uh, I like the, the part that says... Uh, the bridge, I just got to find it here. It says, uh, you have no rival, you have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. So I don't know if you've uh, caught what we're going to talk about this morning. But we're going to talk about the name of Jesus. And uh, I believe it's important and I believe uh, starting this new year, uh, this new decade, um, Jesus is coming soon. Uh, I think that we need to uh, know more about the name of Jesus. And we've been taught a lot about it. Uh, but uh, I think we need to refresh in our mind what the name stands for. And uh, don't mind me, I'm just trying to get my computer unlocked. But when we, I want to talk about the name of Jesus and the importance, the weight behind it, uh, what it means, what it represents. And you know, like when we talk about names, um, I just want to, I looked up a definition for, for name. And uh, it said, basically, your name is pretty much a label people use to define you. It's pretty much a label people use to define you. You know, when we think of a name, we, we automatically think of certain things, right? Like when we think of Elvis Presley, we think of what? The king of rock and roll, right? We think of that. Not the millennials, but the <laughs> certain generations do. When we think of uh, uh, Donald Trump, we think of... Lots of stuff, right? President, you know, when we think of uh, the Queen England, we think of certain things. When we think of John Wayne, I think of cowboys, the, you know, the ultimate cowboy. When I think of uh, uh, Clint Eastwood, I think of a tough guy. You know, we all have these, you know, and we can look at people we know, and uh, we can look at people and uh, we can say, oh, when I think of them, I think about buying houses. Maybe they're a realtor. 
And uh, maybe when I look at somebody else, I think, oh, I think of Carpenter, because that's what he does. You know, we sometimes, well, most of the times, we're defined by what we do and, and who we are. And our name is important. And I believe Jesus' name's just as important. Our name represents some certain things. You know, like, I can remember I worked for a company uh, a few years back, quite a few years back, and I can remember I would do maybe a half a million dollar deal on a handshake because I knew the guy's name was good. Right? You could take it to the bank. If he shook your hand. And that's kind of how Jesus is. And we need to know him like I knew that guy that if I shook hands with him, when he come to get the product, he'd have me a certified check for a half a million dollars. We have to be that confident in the name of Jesus. And we're going to talk about that this morning. I think it's important for us to revisit uh, his name and what he stands for. And, you know, I'm just going to start out with some points. And um, uh, first of all, the name uh, came to earth. And in John 1 and 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And when you jump down to 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We see in these scriptures that he was there in the beginning, and then he came and took on flesh. His name, my next point, is that it's a name given from heaven. And some of us that worked in walk lights and we just went through the Christmas time, you know, we... We know the scripture that says, Behold, a virgin shall come with child and, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And if you jump down in Matthew uh, 121, it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. This name of Jesus represents something. He was given the special name. So what does his name stand for? So what I did is, I'm going to walk through um, some stories in the New Testament, in the Gospels. I'm going to paraphrase stuff. But I did a little search and uh, chronological amount uh, miracles that Jesus did. I think it's important for us to know uh, who Jesus is, right? You know, like uh, if you're a carpenter, uh, it's good to know and you uh, want to hire a carpenter, you want to you find out a list of the jobs he did to know what he's about. So we're going we're to take some time here and just see what Jesus stands for. What some of his works were, some of his qualifications, some of these miraculous things he did. And so, I'm going to start right out in John uh, 2 and 1, and I'm not going to go to that passage, but this is Jesus' first miracle, and he turns water into wine. Now, think about this. <clears throat> I need my water. Just bear with me this morning, folks. If I have to stop for a minute, I did, you know how the enemy just kind of attacks, I don't want to say Satan made me do it. I sneezed really hard Saturday, Sunday night, or Friday night. 
and it felt like I broke a rib. <laughs> and I, I had broken two snowmobiling before, so I know what it feels like. So when I cough or anything right now, I had to sleep sitting up the first night. Last night I did get to sleep on my side. But uh, if I got something in my mouth and drinking water, uh, I want you to understand. Uh, so anyhow, back to the story. Jesus turns water into wine. Now think about it. This is miraculous. He took something, this is water, and he turned it into wine. Good wine. The best wine. Just think if I could do that, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> Probably not good for a pastor to have a liquor store. <laughs> I think that goes against all, all religious things. But I would certainly be wealthy. I could just keep turning water into wine and sell it. But Jesus turned water into wine. His first miraculous gift, uh, healing and miracle. Jesus healed the uh, official son in Capernaum. Next, in John. And then uh, in Mark 1, Jesus drives out evil spirits out of a man. Then in Matthew 8, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law sick with a fever. Think, think about this. You know, like we all get fevers and you, know, you might have a fever 110 or whatever. And he just showed up and he just laid his hands and that person was healed. We should be doing that. But this is who he is. Jesus, it says in uh, Luke 4, that he healed many sick and oppressed in the evening. John 21 says that his first miraculous catch of fish on the lake. We all know the story, but think about it to the guys that fish. You know, you've been there all day fishing and you catch nothing. And then all of a sudden, you fish the other side. You get so much fish, your boat's starting to sink and you got to start throwing fish out. That's pretty miraculous. I've never had that happen to me. <laughs> I've caught a few fish in, a, in like a flurry, but, but nothing to that degree. These are, these are who he is. Um, in Mark 1, 40, he cleanses a man with leprosy. I... I, I Googled leprosy, and then I clicked the images, and I started looking at leprosy. How many people ever looked at, at what leprosy is? Some have, some haven't. So it's a disease that basically eats away at your skin, could eat away at your fingers or your nose or your ear or different parts of it. It's gross, and it's, and it's very painful. And think of this, this man, Jesus, he could just lay his hands on them and, and pray. He'd speak his name. He'd say, be healed. And automatically, fingers would begin to grow back. Limbs that were missing, noses that were deformed would be instant. Ears that were Chewed off, so to speak. We're beautiful again. 
the name of Jesus. Jesus can do certain things no other man can do. He healed this centurion paralyzed servant. Jesus healed the paraplegic and they let him down through the roof. A man that couldn't walk was paralyzed. They cut a hole in the ceiling and they lowered him. And he just took him. He said, take it up and walk. The name of Jesus stands for something. Jesus heals a man with a withered hand, it says, on the Sabbath. In Matthew 12. I googled that too. And looked at images of a withered hand. And it was people's hands that maybe were born deformed. Or what we can see today. People that would have arthritis so bad that the hands were bent and quick, you know, twisted. And, and like, like, you know, off, out of joint. And very distorted. And he healed that man. Before their very eyes, these fingers that were kinked, that were twisted, began to straighten out. Instantly. And made them whole again. Jesus. An incredible. Jesus raised the widow's son from the dead in Naaman, Luke 7. I won't go there because there's more of them. Jesus raised lots of people from the dead. Jesus calmed the storm on the sea, Mark 4 and 35. This guy has the power <laughs> to alter the weather. He could have altered the weather this morning. If we had the power of, if we were exercising the power of Jesus in our life, maybe we could have got up at 8 o'clock and said, Snow, stop! In the name of Jesus. But they were all on the ship and it was being tossed. And he just stood up. And we've all seen the movies and shows where guys are out in that boat and it's way up and it drops way down and it's tossed. And he just said, Peace! Be still. Things changed. Things change when he speaks. The weather obeys him. This is who Jesus is. This is who his being is. A man, God in the flesh, that can calm a storm. Don't matter what the storm is in your life. I want you to know Jesus can calm that storm. It don't matter how big it is. It don't matter how high the waves are. It doesn't matter how bleak it looks. He calms it. If you call on his name. It says Jesus cast demons into herds of pigs. I'm going to try to go through this quickly. So I got 37 of them. <laughs> and we're at what? Four? No. 
We're at about 15 right now. But I'm going to skip some of them. But I want us to really understand who this man Jesus is. Our Savior, our God. Because his name is so important to us. Because we have the ability to use his name. Jesus raises Jairus' daughter back to life. That was an incredible day. Everybody was mourning. Everybody was crying. And, and he's basically telling them to get out. You know, he doesn't want them in there, the people. And he just says, don't worry. She's just sleeping. Don't you like the way he says things? We get all wound up. Death is taking place. And he just says, no, no, no. She's just sleeping. He just takes her by the hand. And she rises. Jesus. The name that's above every name. Jesus healed two blind men in Matthew 9. Matthew 9, uh, 31 to 36, he heals a man that uh, is unable to speak. Uh, he heals an invalid at Bethesda in John. Here's something. Jesus feeds 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. Now that's unheard of. That's not possible. That's not possible. There's lots of men I could point to right here that could eat two fish themselves. <laughs> and probably eat five loaves of bread. And if it was the right fish, you might have a fight on your hands. It was like a nice Atlantic salmon or, or brown trout from the east. You'd have quite a fight on your hands. But he, he took that, those loaves and those fishes, and he prayed over them, and he blessed it. He gave it to his people and said, distribute that. And here's what miraculously took place. Every time they took some out and they gave it, the basket never emptied. They just kept feeding people and kept feeding people and keep feeding people. He'll multiply the things in your life that you're lacking. The money, the finances, the things that you're short. He can take that because only Jesus can do it. And he can multiply that. Jesus, well, that's cool. He's a multiplier. Here's one that's wild too. Jesus walks on water. You guys ready to go down and walk on the Grand River? See how you make out? I think everybody here would sink. But our Savior, this Jesus, can walk on water. He's doing impossible things. He's doing things that only a God could do. Jesus. What a wonderful name of Jesus. We can go on and see uh, that, uh, oh, there was a lady that was, had an issue of blood. And uh, she had it for several years, bleeding. And couldn't get over it. There was no way to get over it. She spent all of her money on doctors, tried everything. But all she had to do 
is touch him. That's even cooler. He didn't have to lay his hands. He didn't have to speak. Nothing. All he had to do is he was just walking. And when she touched him, there was a power come out of him. The name of Jesus is powerful. It's powerful. You see, we're... We're serving more than just a fairy tale, God. Some people would like to say, oh, this is just a nice fairy tale. But it's not. We're serving a real, live Savior, a powerful God that can do anything. The things that we can't do in the natural, He can do them because He's God. That's what we're serving. He heals the deaf and dumb man in Mark 7. Casts out a demon of a young girl in Matthew 15. Here's one. How many people would let somebody spit in their eye? You see, there was a blind man and he took some mud and he spit in it, put it in the guy's eye. And he was healed. The power, creative power of Jesus. I'm telling you, we should be getting excited right now. The more I read about the miraculous things that he did, I'm telling you, there's big hope for us today. There's huge hope in our Savior. He healed many that were afflicted. The Bible says, he set many that were demon-possessed free. People that were crippled for years, he healed. Many leopards. How about Lazarus? That's even a greater deed. You know, we could say, well, the little girl that he healed was just sleeping. <laughs> or, 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 she, or she quit breathing for a minute or two. So it wasn't that big a deal. You know, we could do that. Right? We could kind of try to rationalize that. People do. But what do you do with somebody that's been dead a few days? That begins to stink. They start to decay. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth. He raised him from the dead. That's sealing the deal that guy did. Here's one, before, one more before we move on. Jesus cursed the fig tree. <laughs> now that's a little bit off. But it's powerful. Think about it. You walk by an apple tree and say, curse you in the name of Jesus, be done. Die. <laughs> And you walk by the next day and it's drooped. There's power, you see. He had power in his, in his words, in what he said. He had power in what he said. When you think about that, that's, that's as crazy as walking on the water. That he could speak to a tree and cause it to shrivel up and die. 
These are some of the things that make Jesus who he is. Right? That makes him this miraculous God. This God that we sing about. The name that's above every name. When we look at people, what they've done in their past, what they represent, it defines them. This defines who Jesus is. He can heal the sick. He can cleanse lepers. He can make limbs grow back. He can multiply your, your food. He can raise you from the dead. This is defining who our God is. Who the greater one is that lives within us. Jesus. The name of Jesus. It's important. The name of Jesus. His name stands for salvation. It says no, no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It says in Corinthians that but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. He represents our salvation. The name. See, the name is connected to the blood that was shed. It all ties in. The name and the blood. He didn't just heal. He just didn't provide. But he, the greatest thing is he's the Savior for the world. That's what's represented when I think of Jesus. We did communion. I asked you to think about him, what he's done. Well, now I'm telling you what he's done. He's done great things. And this, that Jesus that we just spoke about, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. It don't matter how big your need is. It don't matter how big your obstacle is. He's that same God. He'll meet you any way you need to be met. The name that's above every name. Let's go there for a minute. Let's just talk about that. In Philippians it says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of heaven and those in, on, on earth and those under earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now let me back up here just a minute. It says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name that's above every name. So we talked about his miraculous power and what he can do and his saving grace and all these things that are invested into the name of Jesus. But it says he's been highly exalted and been given this name that's above every name. This name is higher than anything you can think of. This name is higher than cancer. This name is higher than diabetes. This name is higher than Crohn's disease. This name is higher than high blood pressure. This name is higher 
than high cholesterol. <laughs> it's higher than a f- sore toe. It's higher than a sore rib. It's higher than depression. It's higher than suicide spirit. It's higher than fear. The spirit of fear. It's higher than any addiction. Any alcohol. Any drug. It's higher than any financial difficulty. It's higher than any bad marriage. It's higher than anything. That name, he has been highly exalted. Highly exalted. Highly exalted. So that everything is subject to his name. You see, when you, I shouldn't even go there. See, when you use his name, it's like writing your name on a check. Okay? If you go to try to cash a check and nobody's name's on it, the bank's going to spit it out. But I'm telling you, he's given us his name. It's wrote on our check. And we can begin to use that name of Jesus. And it doesn't matter what comes against us. We begin to pull that name out. And see it sealed with the name of Jesus. Because the name's above every name. The name's above every sickness. The name's above every challenge in our life. That name is so powerful. It's like a certified check. That'll always cash. It says that the name, it says every knee shall bow in heaven, earth, and under earth. All the angels must bow to the name of Jesus. The angelic angels. Everything on this earth must bow to the name of Jesus. Is subject to it. And any demonic spirit is subject to the name of Jesus. Did you get that? Let me say that again. Every angel in heaven is subject to the name of Jesus. So you can say to your angels, angels, I command you to watch over my, my stuff. I command you to do this. It's got to do it. On earth, it has to bow in the name of Jesus. And next week, we'll talk about walking in our God-given authority on earth. Okay? But under earth, too, every demonic spirit has to bow. Sometimes we allow the the, de- the demons and the demonic spirits to push us and overtake us in things and things and manipulate and control. And they're spirits. You know, because some people might say, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. Well, you better study into the Bible. Jesus wouldn't say to cast out demons if he didn't want you to cast out demons if it wasn't a problem. Okay? And it says that the name of Jesus... Demons tremble. They shake. In Luke it says, 10 it says, Then the 70 returned with joy. Saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to the use of your name. Lord, even the demons are subject to the use of your name. 
And it says in Mark, and the unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried out, saying, You are the Son of God. I'm telling you that there's power over the enemy. There's power over the demons. They're under our feet. And sometimes we're, we're walking and letting them be over top of us. But when you use the name of Jesus, spirits tremble. I can remember one time in a service back home, there was this girl that was, she was... service and and this young girl began to um, go into this fit and and convulse and, and 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 I just got mad in the spirit and I just walked down off the stage and I just said in the name of Jesus I curse that you come out in the name of Jesus and that left that body and that girl was fine from then on you see demons tremble when you begin to use the name of Jesus don't think they have power over you because they don't. You have power over them. They must bow to the name of Jesus. The name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Is that something to get excited about? That we have a Savior and he's given us a name like that that we can use to war against anything that the enemy brings against us. The name of Jesus. That's above every name. I got to quit here. I'm running out of time. I put too much stuff down. I'm just going to just briefly hit you with the last couple thoughts as we tailor this off. Bible says whatever you do or whatever you ask, in his name he'll do. John 14, 13 to 14 says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do. Whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, he says he'll do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Ask in his name. He's the problem solver, not the flesh. When you ask his name, it's like calling 911. calling him and he'll come like I said about my daughter when she cut herself and she was crying on the phone I dropped everything I was kind of running out of the house with my boots in my hand and I broke every speed limit to get to her well Jesus is like that when you call on his name I can remember one time in a snowstorm I might have said this before there was a transport across the road and I was coming with my truck and there was no way for me to stop and I just hollered, Jesus, Jesus. That's all I had time for. And somehow my truck ended up on the snowbank. And to this day, I don't know how that happened. But you see, when we call on his name, Jesus, he answers us. If you call on his name today, he will answer you. The Bible says, do everything in the name of Jesus.
Colossians says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So when you do something, whether it be when you pray, you should pray in the name of Jesus. If you give money to the church, you should give it in the name of Jesus. If you cook a, a cake or a pie and you take it to your neighbor that needs it because they're sick, pray over it and do it in the name of Jesus. If you volunteer in a ministry in the church, do it in the name of Jesus. Everything we do, we should be doing in the name of Jesus toward him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's stand. Let's just take a minute and just bow our heads and let's just let's just reflect on on this Jesus. And and if you're here today and you have a need in your life that you need this Jesus to touch you. I just would ask you at this time just to lift your just lift your hand while every hand's bowed, every head's bowed, every eye's closed. God sees every hand. He sees every need in this house. You don't even have to tell him. He knows what's in your heart. But we 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 spoke about this name that's above every name. And if we ask anything in his name, he'll do it. I just believe that we serve a God that we sing about that says he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did when Jesus walked the earth, he'll do it again. What he did for you six months ago, if he met a need, he'll do it again. So be encouraged. The greater one is here. And his name is Jesus. And he's going to meet your need. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, first of all, I bind up any spirit of the enemy that would go and attack uh, people in this place, in their minds, in their households, in their lives, in any area. I come against it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I use your name then every demonic spirit must bow to your name right now in the name of Jesus. I command them to be released. And may your spirit go into them right now, every hand that was lifted. May they feel the presence of Jesus right now. May you become real, Lord. May you be like the song we used to sing, I feel Jesus in this place. May they feel Jesus in their heart, in their life, in their mind. Lord, we pray for every uh, persons uh, that that uh, may, may be here today battling uh, mental illness. In the name of Jesus, we come against that spirit. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We come against any spirit of depression. Bind that up in the name of Jesus. We come against any sickness in the name of Jesus. We bind up any spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus. And we release your name do a work in every life here. Lord, may they know you in a greater way, a stronger way. May they have a greater love and understanding of who you are. You're the one that healed the, the blind man and healed the leper. 
cast out the demons and calm the waters in their life, Lord. In the name of Jesus, may you meet every need today, Lord. May you feed 5,000 people today with five loaves and two fishes. May you do that in somebody's life. Lord, I pray today if anybody is here and they don't know you as Savior, that today that they will make the one I spoke about, Jesus, the one, that most important thing in their life, Lord. I pray that you will speak to their hearts, Lord, in a fresh and new way today. Open the eyes of their understanding. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus.